Welcome to the ESP PPE podcast, Proper Project Expectations. Just a quick setup or reminder of what we're doing here. This is our 2023 summer series covering selling under NEM3, working in solar in California, and why it's still the best place to sell solar in the country if you know how. We're all about learn, then earn, whether you're fresh to the industry or a sun-baked seasoned pro. In this podcast series, we'll go through the course of a project from some pre-sale topics all the way to final system activation. Don't take anything we say as gospel. Just try it on and see if you like it. Here we go. This is episode four, part two of how to size solar systems, and we'll just get right back into it. Okay, cool. Uh, we can maybe touch on one of the things that that I think we've we've gone over again in webinars is um, manufacturers that we offer. There are plenty out there. We've got three different battery manufacturers that we offer currently. But one thing, again, just to kind of dial it back even further, one of the manufacturers runs specifically with their own system, and the other two manufacturers are operating on a different type of configuration. And what I mean by that is they have to match their type of uh, inverter, basically, right? So first one that I was talking about is Enphase. They're on micros. They are modular batteries, uh, so they the, one of the one of the uh, arguments for them is no single point of failure. Everything's kind of spread out across multiple points. They're all little you know micro brains basically operating for each panel and and each unit of the battery. And then the other one is going to be Solar Edge and Franklin Whole Home. Those both operate on string setups, right? And, so and you can actually Franklin Whole Home does pair with Enphase. So Franklin oh, can be attached to Yeah, they are inverter agnostic. Beautiful. All right. There we go. So I'm I'm not even going to edit that out. Thank you for correcting me, James. That so that's great. So we have one that works with one, one that works with the other, and one that works with both. And Franklin Whole Home is the is the both of the scenario. Cool. And and Franklin, if I'm not mistaken, is still going to be our generally recommended choice for anybody who wants to go that whole home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two Franklin batteries are an ideal package for a whole home. They provide that support for those large loads like AC units. Electrically, they are just set up extremely well to support a whole home load management in terms of, in terms of their setup. Awesome. Awesome. Tyler, you can't keep on suggesting names for the episode <laughs> in chat you have to say your ideas out loud you have to say james just keeps giving us all the best taglines for <laughs> i'm just full of uh electrical innuendos i guess i think well, the battery the ideal package the ideal package i, I mean yeah hey I, i'll i'll put How that on the your beefy loads. Yeah. the We're... ideal package for your beefy loads <laughs> <laughs> The best discovery questions always start with, tell me about your loads. <laughs> tell me about your loads. Which ones are the beefiest? Well, we've got the ideal package to handle those. Oh, good stuff. All right. All right. Stay on target. Stay, Stay on, on target. target. Circling back. Okay. So I think this is something that we've run into a lot where we have people who sell mismatches, unfortunately, right? And that's due to... A variety of reasons, but I think it's something that really any any sales rep who is experienced enough to have sold maybe a couple systems should know the difference between a string inverter and a micro inverter and which systems you want to use, why, 
what you know what's the advantages what's the what are the what are the arguments and counter arguments for and against all of those i don't want i don't want to get way too far and start a flame war between you know our two preferred manufacturers or anything but this is this is something that i think knowing again in the interest of setting up a good project experience you're going to want to set up with your customer uh, all right, we're giving you this manufacturer. Here's why. If you're choosing, if you're not letting us decide, that is. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Danny, because I think there are definitely people who prefer one or the other, right? I think the important part is, like you said, you know, if you're going to sell a solar edge battery, make sure that's with the solar edge inverter. If you're going to sell an end phase battery, make sure that's with the end phase inverters. There are certainly folks who prefer one over the other. You know, the great thing about optimizers is they effectively make your system work as if it had microinverters, right? So, you know, you're one string inverter, but you have individual panel level production on each of those. So the old days of like 15 panels all on one, you know, Christmas light, you know, Christmas type setup where, you know, yeah. one of them gets shaded and they all go down. That That's no longer the case, right? You know, SolarEdge has done a great job with optimizers to, to essentially production-wise, like match what Enphase is doing. So, you know, like you said, there's still people that point to the single point of failure, right? You know, if your SolarEdge inverter goes down, the entire system goes down, but that's, that's much less common than like, you know, a few leaves falling on one branch or or on a sorry on one panel or you know part of it being shaded the rest of the system is going to produce the exact same optimizers versus micros one other thing before we move on that you mentioned is you know you said picking the right manufacturer if you pick the manufacturer esp as a whole we are experts at what we do and we love it when you just sell a battery a certain size of battery based off of what they need and then let us determine which manufacturer is going to work best. So there's a lot that goes into this. Primarily one of the big things is main panel upgrades. There are certain situations where one is going to work better than the other. There's also availability, right? Right now things look good as far as the supply chain goes, but there's a reason that we've diversified our battery setup to, to have multiple manufacturers is we're not beholden to just one of them. You know, So if, if you are selling through ESP, you have the option to allow ESP to select the manufacturer of your inverter and your battery. And that's gonna give you the, the fastest speed to install based off of availability and the best setup to avoid a main panel upgrade by letting us choose that manufacturer for you. Great. Speed up the whole process, avoid ungodly amounts of uh, extra cost and headache with electrical. Love love all those reasonings. You said something that actually, and th this may be a little bit high concept for this particular episode, but Andy, when a sales rep wants to go pro, what do they, what do, they do to maybe depart from Traditionally, you're used to selling a product, right? Like a brand name or something mm. if in, in a lot of lines of sales. How do you transition away from that and start talking about the solar product really as a, as a function of this is what it's going to do for you. And we just mm. let ESP do our, do what we do, which is take what you need, give, give you a, a product that's going to serve you for that. You don't necessarily need to rely on a specific manufacturer to do that because we're going to deliver the the overall product, right? Yeah, it's been a question that I've been asking for the last 15 years that I've been in the solar industry. And I've gotten used to it because I've been in it for so long. There's so many different products and panel types and mm -hmm. inverter types and different things. Like I love used to love just saying Fronius and they were one of the most popular inverter types way back when. I loved their company, but 
I haven't seen them it's for just fun to say. many, many years. And so what I what I've always done is when homeowners are asking, like, well, what type, what brand, what you know, X, Y, or Z panel or inverter are you using? I always kind of refer back to it doesn't necessarily really matter the most what brand it is. What we're looking for and what you're buying is energy. You're buying kilowatt hours, right? So then I always ask them a question of, have you ever called the utility and asked them how they're producing your power that you've been using for the last hundred years? Nobody knows. It just gets to your house and the lights turn on. Yeah, we've started to care a little bit more lately when you've seen different things like you want clean energy, clean power coming to your house. You may not want to be buying coal or nuclear or whatever it might be. Um, but if it, maybe it's turbine, wind power, and you can opt in to pay a little bit more to have those renewable energies. And so I always kind of like circle the question back to we want to make sure that you get power to your house. It's clean, renewable energy, and it's coming from a source that's on your roof. It doesn't necessarily matter if it's in a, you name the brand of the panel, but what we're going to do is we're going to put it up there. It's going to be warranted. It's going to be guaranteed. It's going to make sure that it works over the course of the next 25 or 30 years. And you're going to get the power at a cheaper rate than what you're currently buying from a cleaner source. Yeah. I just want to jump on that. I love that Andy. And I think, you know, the most, the most important thing that you can do is to select an installer who's going to do a great job. I think that, you know, there are a bunch of different manufacturers kind of at the top, and then there's probably a lot that are at the bottom. I think there's a pretty big divide. And so I think if you choose the right installer who's going to be around for the long term and wants to do a good job, you're going to be covered because, I mean, we are going to stand behind that system as well as an installer, right? And so we don't want to use junk because then we're going to have to go back and fix it, right? So it we are motivated to use quality products, and you know that might be Fronius, it might be Enphase, it might be Solaris, right? Whatever's the best at the time and and available, right? And so I think you know way more important than picking a specific manufacturer is picking a reputable installer that's going to do a good job and pick products that are going to last, so that we don't have to go back out there and, and fix it either, right? And there, nobody has a good time there. The the rep, the homeowner, the installer, nobody has a good time. So that's really more important. Yeah, and allowing ESP to have the flexibility to select some some of that equipment will allow us to find us find that homeowner that sells throughout the quickest path install, and we will lift the veil on what is going to be installed before we're up on your roof putting the equipment on there as part of our design phase. We will share that plan set oh, yeah. with the end user so they know exactly what's going on on the roof before we're there. Hundred percent. Anytime it can make people nervous if they're like, well, wait a minute, what does it mean you get to choose? Uh, what, what if I don't get what I want? We're always going to get you what you want or better than what we said on on the contract, right? Like if we do have to pivot away from any given uh, manufacturer that you might have expected up front, we have a reason for it, but the the end result is going to be equal or better than. We're never going to be like, ah, yeah, you know what? We can only get you half of, uh, uh, an option that's half as good. The the analogy that I was thinking of just now is you go to a restaurant for the chef. You don't go to the restaurant because you like the brand of ketchup that they buy on the table, right? 
you gotta go because the person who's behind the counter there is going to serve you up a end result that provides a great experience. Sorry, we couldn't get the Heinz 57 this week. We ran out of the shipment. We have this other, you know, gourmet ketchup or whatever. We'll throw it on your your burger for you. It's going to taste just as good, if not better, guaranteed. Can I get some Grey Poupon with that, please? Oh, certainly, certainly, yes. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Grey Poupon. You know, coming full circle on that idea as well, I think when you're asking the right questions from the jump, you're trying to find the solution that is going to be best for the homeowner in solving the problem, which is they're paying too much for their electricity. So how are we going to size the system correctly? We're going to ask them the right questions. We're going to find out what their lifestyle is. We're going to look at their utility bills uh, and we're going to put the system together to be the right size, whether that's with you know 2440 watt panels or 3350 watt panels whatever it is we're going to size the system for the individual homeowner's needs and then solve that problem and create that solution right then and there and it all starts with the right discovery questions in the beginning and we can come back to that full circle love it yeah one of the other uh maybe we can do it as a bonus episode episode or something is, you know, reading the utility bill and how to kill the bill. I know that uh, Andy, you and, and Brandon have a great training manual that we go over in our uh, boot camps that talks about all of those that go into the the battle analogy um, and just breaking that down. That's a that's a super, super handy resource that I think we'd be willing to to lift the curtain on if uh, if anybody wants to tune in for that episode coming soon. Definitely. I know a few people who are passionate about killing the utilities and killing (laughs) utility bills. Um, I've been I've been doing it for for almost two decades now, and you can get pretty fired up when you look at what the cost of electricity was just 10 or 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. And not even we were saying that. Yeah. We were saying that the cost of electricity might be like 30 cents or 40 cents in 10 years. San Diego Gas and Electric just launched a rate of about 80 cents yeah. in their super high peak. We're going to be about a buckle per kilowatt hour here before we know it. Yep. The cost of electricity is rising at and crazy rates. Absolutely. Which still makes it so easy for us to sell solar in California and yeah. solar with storage. Yeah. Any, anything, anything you can do to start chipping away at that. One of the things I, I, we we probably can't go too far into it just because, you know, podcasts are not traditionally a visual medium, as I'm discovering, but uh, talking about how to size it and and like eyeball, will it fit on the roof? Because that's one thing that everybody wants to sell the biggest system they can. But realistically, we have to abide by codes. We have to dial that back. Tyler, you and James uh, in a past life at the other company did a lot of looking at roofs, right? And, and sizing those out. Do you have any, do you have any tips and tricks on like, Hey, if you're looking for a house, if you're going to go in and say, this is going to fit on the roof beautifully, or are we way over, are, are we way over calculating for what they're going to be able to, to use? Yeah. I think uh, probably everybody as they get into solar for a little while has like the roof curse where you're driving down the street and you can't help but notice every like wide open south facing roof. Oh, absolutely. And for a while you start pointing them out to your partner and then they're just like, wait, why the hell do I care about that? Stop telling me about this. Or like you see a system like, oh, that's a good one. They're like, shut up. I don't care about that. 
Yeah, so I, I got the I got the solar roof curse. Um, I think there's a, a few a few things that make sense, right? Like the the more space you have on one roof face, the better, right? Like every uh, every city or county, whatever your jurisdiction is, is going to have setback requirements. So if you see some you know mega mansion, but it's got 18 different roof faces in every you know crazy direction and all kinds of hips and valleys, like you might think you're going to be able to fit like a 30k system on there, right? But when you take into account all the ridges and setbacks and whatnot, you're, you're probably only squeezing, you know, two or three panels on each of those roof faces. So uh, a nice wide open, like a uh, single roof face is great. Um, not that we can't make it work with a bunch of them. It's just, you're going to, you're going to limit your system size. And then from a NEM three perspective, I think it's important to point out that West facing roof faces are, are now like uh, pretty great rates are higher in the evening. So the later in the day you're producing solar and self-consuming that, the the more you are doing what you were talking about earlier, Andy, where you are buying low and selling high. So South is still great, right? Um, West is fantastic. Southwest, I think, is, you know, all the uh, all the super smarties of the world, like, you know, um, Aurora and Solo and Quativa and all the folks who are, you know, running numbers in the background, they're saying that Southwest is kind of the perfect balance right now, right? You know, it's, it's you've got the, the max production of the South, but the later in the evening production of the West face, um, you know, North and East are going to work as well. But, you know, if you want an ide- ideal roof system, if you're palling around the neighborhood looking for doors to knock on, look for that big, wide open South facing roof. Beautiful. Well, I, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't save a little bit of time here at the end for plugging ESP GPT and just talking about the, the amount of work that went into it, but the, the reasons why, why did we build it? What is the ultimate outcome that we want everybody to have from this cool, this cool gizmo? What are some possible field uses for it or in the home? Yeah. Great question. Thanks for, for asking about it. So a lot of the feedback that we got going into NEM3 was that, you know, rightfully so, lots of folks were focused on getting as many NEM2 deals as possible, right? People were hitting the doors, they were slinging as much floor as possible. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's NEM3 and it's like, oh shoot, got to figure this out now, right? So ESP GPT is to try to help ease that, you know, burden of learning everything about NEM3 because it's, it's complicated, right? You know, we've all seen that spreadsheet that the utilities provide that's got you know every hour of every day of the year broken out in a different number and like you know greens and reds and oranges right like none of us yeah none of us are like looking at that and saying oh all right that makes some sense to me i can i can dial a system in off that right so what esp gpt is trying to do is help simplify getting some savings and and specifically kind of aiming for uh, a bill swap or better uh, for a homeowner in an M3 environment, right? So dialing in and kind of simplifying averages of all those rates across the board and kind of what a, a normal usage profile and a normal production profile is going to look like and and get you within a ballpark range, right? You know, it's going to tell you, hey, can you sell this system at $5 a watt or $4 a watt, right? You know, it's not going to tell you, ah, oh, you're going to save $31.17 this month on your power, right? It's it, That's that's not what it's made for. It's it's made to help you dial in that bill swap and, and get ballpark ready. I'd like to add, it's very easy to use. It's just a few click, 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 click. It can be used on your mobile phone as well. The questions are all simple to answer. 
basically it's just you driving down the road and there's a few different signs and what direction to go. You pick a path and then you end up at a solution. And then you can figure out, like Ty said, the, the amount of what you're charging, your PPW, your red line, and you can break it down from there. And it, it really gives you a really simple solution for self-consumption usage. It's, it's rad. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Andy. Um, like Andy said, there's just a, a few key questions, right? So self-consumption you mentioned, right? So we're not asking you to go in there and dive into the hourly data of what your homeowner is using, right? You're going to give one question into this system. It's going to be, how often are they home, right? Are they home all day? Like James mentioned, you know, working from home, you know, that that's my household. All of us are here all day um or do you go into the office do you have kids that are in school right and so it's it's just it's got a drop down with a handful of answers on there you're just going to pick one and then it's going to give you a a relative range of, of what your self-consumption is going to be with solar only and then as you add batteries on top of that your self-consumption number is going to go up so more of that solar is spilling out of that bucket into your battery instead of into the grid right and so you're just building your bucket size and you can go all the way up to 100% or close to it if you want to or you can dial in it at 75% or 85% you know whatever whatever the customer's you know tolerances for that and then it's it's giving you a price and and uh, a relative savings at the end of the day Beautiful. So yeah, I, I would have killed to have something like this when I was out, even as a door knocker, but certainly as a sales rep, just because the question comes up so often, well, how much is it going to save me? Just give me a ballpark quote. This is one of the best ballpark quoter tools I've ever seen personally. Uh, just because again, it's easy. If you have somebody who's like, how much is your power bill? Uh, I spend about 250 a month. Cool. How much are you home? Eh, I'm home, maybe 50, 50. Perfect plug those two things in, you should be able to tell them a range at least of, yeah, you'll be able to save a lot of money. Probably like you said, uh, Tyler, day one, year one, certainly over the the course of the life of the system. Yeah. I mean, the, that conversation that you just had is about the extent of what you need to make this tool pretty work. much. You pretty much nailed it. Awesome. Good stuff. Cool. Well, yeah, we will, we can probably wrap this up. Any, any other plugs, anybody else? What do you guys got going on for you? What's good in your life? What's, what's happening? Any other cool, uh, cool, exciting drops coming? Any, any enhancements to ESP GPT? You got this camera, this camera, this camera, this camera, this camera. Tell the world what you got going on. What do you, what do you got going on, James? I'll let Tyler go first. Uh, yeah, ESP GPT, definitely always uh, improving it and updating it. We've already made some updates in the background to make kind of the production stuff more accurate as we kind of compare it to other tools that are out there and to QuickBase itself, right? So we want everything to be seamless if you're using ESP GPT in conjunction with QuickBase or other tools, right? We want it to, to flow smoothly and you get the same answers out of there as you do somewhere else. So we're always kind of dialing in that stuff. Also feedback from you guys out in the field that are using it. We've gotten a few people who have used it, given us feedback is like, hey, you know, if we could see this thing this way versus this way, and we've implemented some of those changes too. So I, I really hope that people use it and then reach out to, you know, their contact over at ESP, reach out to your account executive and give some feedback on it. Be like, yo, I love this thing. I didn't really like this thing or you hated it, whatever, be honest, right? Give us the feedback of what's going to work better and we will make changes and do version updates. So it's it's going to be an ever evolving tool. The cool thing is, is the second we make a change, it's up to date. The next time you pull it up on your phone, you've got the newest, greatest version uh, and it's ready to go. You can reach Tyler for direct feedback at 888-55. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
no, that's that's uh, that's awesome. So I'm super excited that we're able to bring this and more to uh, to our our friends of the field there. So and one of the great things we all in the interest of telling you where to find everything, if you're logged into QuickBase, head on over to DealerNet. All of the links to ESPGPT and all the other lovely training resources we have are easy at your fingertips. Get on in there and and find what you need. Uh, and and again, feedback. We love feedback. Tell us if there's something that you want to have in there, as far as you know, other training, other resources, more sessions like this. We're we're all about it. So, thanks everyone. I think we can probably put a little cap on this episode here. Much appreciate your time, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Happy selling. Catch you next time on the ESP PPE podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, we're going over roofing and why it's a match made in heaven with all of our solar projects. You might learn a little. You might laugh a little. We'll see you then. The views expressed herein may or may not represent the views of Energy Service Partners Incorporated, its ownership, management, affiliates, or subsidiaries. No construction project is guaranteed to be free from errors at any stage, and nothing contained in this recording should be taken to imply otherwise. 